had thought going into it. I still think probably worth the money, but they may not be getting as much of that as we once thought. There's a uh, a dude <laughs> a little later in the program too. We're also going to have to tell you about a local story. Canton uh, woman who, uh, well, they had to perform an anal cavity search on her. We'll get into that a little later in the program. How are you this morning? Uh, pretty good, man. Pretty good. I got a story from yesterday, and I, uh, well, you know, little, there's a little something that happened with Phantom. So yesterday, I uh, I go to the Giant Eagle up there on uh, on, on Raff Road, and I am uh, you know getting some deli stuff. So I'm standing there, and there's like a uh, a woman. And her daughter. Okay. They're they're in front of me and they're getting, you know, some ham or something. So I'm like looking around, you know, I'm just kind of like looking at stuff and I see they've got these soups over there. So I pick up one of these soups and I start looking at it and I'm like, oh, look at this. And then I turn it around and as I'm turning it around, balls out of my hand, splatters everywhere, bro. Like what? Everywhere. What kind of container? Like a refrigerator plastic. Like it was like a... Oh, like... Okay. Pre-packaged that they sell. Okay, I yep. see what you're saying. It was saying. like a Panera broccoli and cheese, and that's why I picked it up because I was like, "Oh, Panera is selling stuff in stores now," and that's why I was like, "Oh, look at this, dude! Broccoli and cheese everywhere, everywhere. bro! Literally everywhere." The only person that notices though is this like seven-year-old girl who's standing there with her mom at the deli, and her eyes just like light <laughs> up, like, "Oh my god!" Like, that tall idiot right? just did something hilarious. Right? Like you could just see it on her face that she was like, "Dude, this moron over here," but nobody else notices. So I'm standing there. And when I say everywhere, dude, I, I would have just hightailed it out. Well, I've got a left foot full of broccoli and cheese. Nice. Like, dude, I'm wearing sandals and it's just covered from like, I would say my knee down. Shin's got broccoli and cheddar everywhere. It's all over my foot. And I'm like, son of a bitch. So I, I'm, I'm standing there with my little basket and I asked the lady behind the deli. I'm like, hey, can I grab a paper towel from you? And she's like, yeah, what's the matter? And I was like, I kind of made a mess. And she was like. Thank you so much for telling me. Most people would just run away. <laughs> I was like, I know most people would just run away. I'm on film running away. So I'm standing there and I'm like, well, what do I do here? What do I do? Do I, do I continue my shopping or do I? Oh, no, you get out of there. Well, I, so I wipe off my foot and I'm like, all right, so I'm going to keep I'm gonna keep shopping. because Although, what? dude, leg full of like broccoli and cheese, you're probably still cleaner than 90% of the people in there. <laughs> so at this point, I'm like, dude, you need this stuff. Like, what am I going to do? Go home, take a shower, and then come back? Like, no, just do it. So I just do it, and I start walking around, and I realize, dude, you're wearing flip-flops. So I've got, like, the squish of broccoli and cheddar cheese, dude, as I'm walking around so Giant gross. Eagle. So I, I feel like an idiot. I'm, I'm, I feel like a moron. And I go up. Both are true. I go up to the, to the cash register, and the guy working is like, hey, man. And I'm like, oh, no. what's up, dude? How are you? And he's like, I saw your Rojo commercial. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> oh my God, no, dude. No. Like, I usually love, love, love when people come up and say, dude, love the show. Oh, my gosh, dude. It's, it, it is. It's flattering. Of like, course it is. It, sure. It, it, it's, it's awesome. But in that moment, dude. It's the whole reason to do it. Just, just leg full of broccoli and cheddar, oh, dude. Just Sandal, feel like. <laughs> squishing. And I'm just. Uh, well, uh, at least he didn't see that. That's what I would have been like. See, you know, he comes up to you, tells you, yeah, you saw the Rohol commercial. That's great. That's what you want. That's what Rohol wants. If he would have came up to you and be like, dude, I totally saw you dump that. That, that would have been way, way worse. Yeah. So, so that's, at least uh, it wasn't hot, though, right? Like, no, it was a, no, it wasn't hot. You could buy it with food stamps. So it was one of those, you know, things. So it was it was that cold food ready. And uh, like I said, the seven year old was the only person who saw it. But like, I just felt like the biggest idiot on the so face of the planet. So how did they get clean? I mean, did, did they hand you a mop? Did you do it? Like, oh, they don't hand me a mop. She gave me the paper towel. I wiped my foot off. I grabbed my, uh, I grabbed my ham, and I moved on with my day. I was in there yesterday too. I wish I would have seen all this. <laughs> that would have been the greatest thing ever. <laughs> Just running into each other, me with a leg full of soup. What are the good LeBron rumors? 
Um, nothing. Nothing. I feel that's concrete enough to like put my stock in. Okay, yet. good because I, well, not good. I, uh, I I was curious because I woke up really early this morning around two forty five. Right. I've been up for a while now, right? So like I was on all the social media timelines really really early today, and it seemed like I kept hearing. We're looking at trading Kevin Love in the in the eighth pick. We've already tried to get Kawhi Leonard and and that like they they've reached out, they've done that. And then I hear it's Kemba Walker. Like so, has any of this stuff been reported by people who legitimately do know? Like what's been confirmed of like we're act? Nothing's been confirmed as yet, far right? as Cavaliers news go. No, at this point, there's a lot of speculation. Now you can point to speculators who you feel more confident in than others, but at the same time, I don't think I've seen anything concrete. But there draft are draft tonight, right? Draft tonight. And there are a couple of things worth talking about here. Um, when it's, when they talk about trading the draft pick, the Cavs can't trade their draft pick. They have to draft a player, and then they would be traded. So that's kind of like a, oh. a a little bit of a complication when it comes to making a team an offer right now is because you don't necessarily know who's going to be available at eight. Therefore, that team doesn't necessarily know what that piece is going to be. So I don't know if I'm ready to, you know, nobody's signing anything yet because you don't know who that eighth player is. That's fair. Do you have a, do you have any inkling on who they may pick tonight? At I think that depends if they think they're going to use it or if, 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 if they're trying to trade it off. And for as, sure. And as far as Kevin Love goes, and I know a lot of people are like, Oh dude, is, is he, is he a trade, you know, is he, is he a, a trade chipper or not? And of course he is. The Cavs have very little other assets to work with here. And they're going to take all offers coming to them that aren't, LeBron, you know what I mean? I mean, they're in a tough spot with Kevin Love because LeBron has shown throughout his career, he likes to play with men. He he does like to play with guys who have been in the league who he knows he can rely on a little bit, right? But Kevin Love's one of the few guys you got that people would actually be interested to give you anything in return. Yeah, and I, I think LeBron and Kevin Love have a very good playing relationship. I, I do think too. LeBron likes him out on the court. I don't I think, do too. I don't think it's anything like that, but I, once, That's how it's going to get played, though. They love playing those two against one another, and I don't know why. This feels very much like I, I felt before the Kyrie trade where the Cavaliers, as constructed with Kevin Love and LeBron James are not good enough to get it done. Period. End of the story. And that was the same way when Kyrie was around. So I can't say, well, you got to keep Kevin Love because it's not good enough right now. I would rather you try something else and swing and miss as opposed to just keep the bat on your shoulder and let it pass you by because it's like, well, this is who I'm comfortable with. Yeah, I'd have to agree with that. I mean, if the whole thing is we need to make sure we're making moves to keep LeBron James here, then I, then yeah, you got to be open to trading the entire roster. I, uh, I, I don't want Kevin Love to get traded. Me either. I would be happy if Kevin Love was a Cavalier for the rest of his career. Me if he too. retired here, love the dude. But, but it might not be in the cards. Yeah, if, if, if that's what's got to happen, that's what's got to happen. I actually have an angle at why I think LeBron has to leave the Cleveland Cavaliers and why he should do it for him and why I think it's a ding on his legacy if he stays here longer. It's an angle nobody else is mentioning anywhere else because nobody believes the other variable in my theory will ever happen. And I think that it might. And I think it's going to negatively affect him, and we're going to give you that at 7 o'clock. However, we do have audio of a young woman who claims that a solution can be consumed, and it will clear up your acne, and also, she claims, can combat and battle cancer. Wow. So we'll have that audio for you. That will be next on Rock 106. Yo, guys, Fantone from the Stansberry Show here letting you know about Fight Fest. It all goes down June 30th at the legendary Chaparral's Event Center in Akron. Fight Fest is brought to you by Honor Fighting Championship. That is America's fastest growing MMA brand. And if you've been to one of these events, you know why. 
They feature the hardest-hitting action. They've got local fights. They've got professional fights. They've got chick fights. They've got dude fights, man, and it all goes down right in front of you. Now, listen, here's the deal. VIP tickets still available. All you have to do is get yourself hooked up, and you can do that at honorfightingchampionship.com. 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. We're on Rock 106.9, 930. We'll pass out those incarceration tickets coming up at 745. I have an announcement about my life that will affect my summer. The rest of my summer is going to be affected by a phone call I took yesterday. 7.45, I'll give you that. Sounds heavy. Yeah, no, it is a little heavy. All right. Also coming up at 7 o'clock, I have a uh, I have an angle at this LeBron thing nobody's talking about yet. And uh, when I say it, I'm going to be easily dismissed right away. But in the end, I'm going to be proven to be right. Much like all great minds just never trusted and believed in their time. After I die, there will be an altar to me, and it'll be like, you know what? We should have seen that one coming. He told us it was coming. It's probably going to die soon, too. So like, Any minute. <laughs> 745 is going to tell us about Any it. Any minute. feel like I die on the vine in here every day. So we uh, have uncovered a video of a young woman. It's available for you at WRQK.com. It's also on the show's Facebook page as well. And in the video, this young woman... I'm going to call her moderately attractive. You'd probably take a second look at her if you were walking through Belden. And she claims that she has figured out how to cure up her acne. Now, that's a problem for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. It was a problem of, uh, for me when I was growing up. I still you know, get it occasionally from time to time. As a matter of fact, if, I get, if I'm in too much heat... And uh, in some and being outside a lot, which you know the golf will do this. Like, I, like I'll get like this sun poisoning thing that will kind of happen, and I'll break out a lot. Acne's still a problem for a lot of adult women, just because they gunk their faces up every day. You and it's know hard what to I mean? get, you clear your pores out with all that stuff. Yeah, I mean that's when you're wearing makeup twelve hours a day. Like it's going to negatively impact your skin. There, that's a cycle, I would imagine, right? Because you start to apply the makeup to cover that up, and then next thing you know, mm-hmm. like one thing leads into another. So this woman claims that uh, she has figured out how to clear this up. Now, we have a little audio. Again, the video that goes along with it can be seen at WRQK.com. We urge you to check that out. But uh, let's roll this audio. Many of you have asked me how I always look so good, how my makeup always looks so perfect, or how I always have this natural glow. Here's my secret. Now, what you don't see there, because we're on the radio, is she takes out what looks to be like a, like a clear solo cup, and she places it underneath her dog. Here's my secret. This is the part where I should tell you that the dog is now urinating into the cup. As you can hear that. Trickling Ugh. in. Ugh. <laughs> Let's rewind that. Yeah. Let's hear that dog pee one more time. Yeah. <laughs> All right, you know what I want. I, I want to see. I, I want to see. It might not do anything, but can I? Can I hear the dog pee slow down? Oh yeah. You oh yeah. Hear. Oh yeah. That's that's dog pee going. That's troubling. Oh god. And here's the thing. It's not like she's trying to get a shot. No. Of dog pee. She's trying to get a pint. Yeah, this is a this is a pint glass. Yeah. This is, you'd, you would get a draft beer out of it. Yeah. Oh, my God. God just dude, the sound of it. Yeah, the sound of it is, is just, it, it's a lot. It is. 
It's either a dog peeing or a 65-year-old man. <laughs> just the piddle paddle. <laughs> just, 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 the, just that half a stream. So, dog, all done peeing. We've got a, a, a cup of the warm, frothy stuff right here. Uh, okay, all right, here we go. And that... She's now drinking. She's it. now drinking. The she's pee. now drinking she's, the. She is now drinking the pee. She's now drinking the dog urine. Until I first drank my dog's pee, I was depressed. I was sad, and I had really bad acne. Okay, so hold on. Depressed, sad, really bad acne, and she says until she started drinking her dog's pee. Yeah, before she was drinking her dog's pee, that's those were the ailments she had in life. Okay, now see here. Uh, well, what I need to know is, and this is where this is how my brain works. What did we exhaust? Before, like, you know what it might be? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, what's that stuff? Is it is it proactive? You didn't try that. I mean, do they sell proactive in, like, you know, uh, like machines at the mall? Like, I would have maybe tried that for acne before going to dog urine. Until I first drank my dog's pee, I was depressed, I was sad, and I had really bad acne. Dog pee also has vitamin A in it, it has vitamin E in it, and it has 10 grams of calcium. Okay, let's stop right there. <laughs> Wait a second. Now, I believe she said vitamin E, vitamin A, and some calcium, right? Correct. Okay. Correct. Yeah. So does the pharmacy aisle at any drugstore. They got vitamins. You could buy them. As a matter of fact, dude, somebody went so far out of the way to compile them all into one and made you a multivitamin. Dog pee also has vitamin A in it, it has vitamin E in it, and it has 10 grams of calcium. I'm not a scientist, but I feel like I, I, that's a debatable. I mean, like, does urine? Talk about a disclaimer we didn't need. <laughs> does urine? Does urine have vitamin content? I would assume your body is is absorbing most of that. So, like, do, I mean, I, I mean, people have made the argument that that drinking human urine has benefits. Too. Uh, <laughs> oh, I guess. Dog pee also has vitamin A in it. It has vitamin E in it, and it has 10 grams of calcium. And it's got to be just loaded with toxins, right? I mean, that's the dog's body expelling what it views as waste product. And think about what your dog has been into. It's not like it's just, you know, your, your dog's been been eating, like your dog's rooting around in the trash, dude. Okay, now I just did a, a search of does urine have vitamins in it. Okay. Now, I didn't necessarily specify dog urine. Okay. Okay, but what I have found just real quickly doing a Google search here, urine is what is left over after your kidneys purify your blood. If your urine contains, say, extra vitamins, C, that vitamin C was in your blood. If your body excretes vitamins in your urine, that is a sign you were well nourished and have uh, nutrients to spare. Okay. There we go. Dog pee also has vitamin A in it. It has vitamin E in it, and it has 10 grams of calcium. And it's also proven... Hold on. How did she get the grams content down? Like, she's in a sundress in her backyard, dog peeing in a cup, and yet she's got it down to the gram. Dog pee also has vitamin A in it, it has vitamin E in it, and it has 10 grams of calcium. And it's also proven to help cure cancer. Okay. Proven to help cure cancer is what this lady it. just said. I knew it. Proven to help cure cancer. I, I watched it, dude. I woke up really early this morning. I saw this video this morning, and the moment this this this, this, this is the whole reason why we're playing it. This is the whole reason. I know you think it's because a woman's drinking pee. No. It's because I knew the moment that young woman said that it was proven, Phantom was going to pound. Proven. Proven. Beyond a shadow of a doubt. Proven. And it's also proven to help cure cancer. Okay. So, I already got Google up. I already have does urine as the two first words. Does urine. 
Cure cancer. All these scientists and chemotherapy and like the cell technologies that we've been using and all this money, the Susan G. Komen Foundation, all that stuff, dude. It's all just, it's all just get them and solve a dog pee. Dude, it's big pharma, bro. Can't trust them. I guess. Can't trust them. Public service announcement uh, uh, from uh, from uh, my Google search. No, drinking your (laughs) (laughs) the first word is no. No, drinking your own urine will not cure breast cancer. And it's also proven to help cure cancer. That is really gross. And that is why I look so much better than y'all. So much better than us. And again, you can see her WRQK.com. Ben wants to know, how long did she have to train that dog to pee in the cup properly? I don't know how she did it, but the dog's standing there waiting to pee. And then she just puts it under there. The dog starts peeing. I mean, I mean, you get the leg lift and everything. Yeah. So I don't know if that was a train thing or she just stood there long enough and waited for her dog to pee or, or what was happening. But dude. let me tell you, as a guy who drank urine accidentally once, yeah, that is uh, I don't advise it. It's it's one of those things, you know, right away. And I know right now you're thinking, I never heard this story and you accidentally <laughs> drank urine. And if you think you're going to commercial break without telling me that story, you're out of your mind. You know what? Actually, I will tell you that story. We'll do that. That will be next on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show. I have got to get in on this. Rock 106.9. 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. We're on Rock 106.9. Coming up at 730, we have an update from Fire Couple 11. That, uh, that couple... Uh, that that uh, are on paid administered uh, leave there after uh, some of their sex videos have surfaced. They've got this cover story that is just not good enough. I mean, okay. it's it's as bad as Dog Ate My Homework. Okay, it's it's that bad. So at seven thirty, we'll right. break that down as a class together. Before the break, we were uh, actually talking about this young woman. I uh, you'll have to excuse me. I forget her name, but there is a video of her at wrqk.com of her drinking dog urine. And uh, we played you the audio, and she claims that this is like cleared up her acne. She also says it's been proven to cure cancer. Fantone, Fantone is uh, proven. Do you're really taking issue with the proven word? Well, yeah. I mean, I'm sure this has been peer reviewed and you know recreated numerous times. That if you just drink your dog's pee, you're gonna cancer. Who cares, dude? Smoke a cigarette. It's gonna be fine. Well, all right. Let's. I don't think we should be telling people that. As uh, as I spent some time during the break googling, and uh, Google says I have yet to find an article that says urine will help you battle cancer. So now you trust Google? You don't trust me? Are you kidding me? No, yeah, no, I'm, I'm going with Google okay. on this one. All right. Uh, we have a little abbreviated version of this audio here. Many of you have asked me how I always look so good, how my makeup always looks so perfect, or how I always have this natural glow. I like how she says my makeup looks so perfect. What does drinking dog pee have to do with how you put makeup on? Well, could I make the argument if she's talking about acne that if your skin is smoother, your makeup is going to be applied okay. better and look better? Okay, I guess. Every woman just went yes. <laughs> yeah, stands very yeah. Many of you have asked me how I always look so good, how my makeup always looks so perfect, or how I always have this natural glow. Here's my secret. And there's the dog peeing in the cup. Peeing in the cup. You know, somebody asked how she trained him to do it, and that's remarkable, really. <laughs> I mean, I, you know, most people can't get their dog to stop peeing in somebody else's yard. This woman's got it going in the cup. Until I first drank my dog's pee, I was depressed, I was sad, and I had really bad acne. Dog pee also has vitamin A in it, it mm-hmm. has vitamin E in it, okay. and it has 10 grams of calcium. It's the 10 grams. 10 grams. It's like, it's like <laughs> dude, dude, somebody, Fantone asked me this question earlier. Who's filming this? <laughs> right? Like, she, she, this is her. Like, she's not holding the camera. So what I want the camera person to do is 
Give me a 180 and show me the lab <laughs> that you guys are at where she figured out the 10 grams. And it's also proven to help cure cancer. And that is why I look so much better than y'all. Now, before telling you a story about how I accidentally drank urine once, and only the one time. <laughs> just the one time. Just the one time. I would ask this question. That if she is looking to, to like ease acne through urine, could I not make the argument that it may be better as a topical solution yet versus something you would, would consume? Maybe you're trying to get it done both ways there. You know, you drink the urine and, you know, it cleanses from the inside. From the inside out. And you start rubbing it on your face, exfoliating with the urine, and it's going to get it from the outside there, dude. Jesus, what the froze. <laughs> exfoliating with dog urine? What are we talking about? Got some uh, some weird Google searches going on on these computers. Uh, very, very very suspect. You got to wonder what what Big Boss Man is going to say when he gets in and, and starts checking web activity. We're going to have to be curious about that. So um, I don't recommend you drink urine because no. I've done it. Okay. And, um, and it's not good. So what had happened was... <laughs> I had uh, it wasn't like any of like this great story where I was doing something epic and got stuck in the woods and right. like had to do it to stay alive. No, 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 it's nothing. It's nothing that good. So I was living with some friends at the time, and I lived all the way up on like the third floor, like essentially like the attic of this house, right? And there was no bathroom up there. Okay, so. I don't like when people inconvenience me or bother me, so I try to go out of my way to not do it to other people, especially somebody who is ex- extending their home to me, right? So I was in bed one night, and it was like 3 a.m., and I didn't want to walk all the way downstairs to go to the bathroom. So I had an empty, like, sport drink bottle. Okay. At the uh, Notice how I won't say the name of the company. <laughs> they like that. They appreciate that. <laughs> when I'm linking this to it. And so I urinated in it. And set it on the end, the end of the table. I was like, "All right, I'll you know when I get up in the morning, I'll just take this downstairs and throw it out." Now I understand this already gross. <laughs> like, I get this. So like, as you're in your car getting ready to go to work, you're like, "Does he not understand that this part of the story is a problem too?" That's pretty gross. Yes, I understand that this part of the this is not that long ago, by the way. This is like five years ago. Yeah, this isn't you at age twelve. I mean, this is you in your thirties, like is, a full grown man. Yeah, no, like literally, I had just moved home back to Ohio from Oregon, right? And, and let's be real. What are we talking about here? 15 steps we're talking about up and down those steps. I mean, like it's not like we're climbing the Statue of Liberty. It was more the noise and bothering other people. <laughs> okay, all right. And some laziness, <laughs> right? So that, long story short. <laughs> I don't think there's too much length. I know what happens here. Or long story long, I guess, <laughs> the way I'm telling it to you. No, I so like I wake up in the middle, like I guess, like I don't know, a couple hours later, and I'm like thirsty or whatever. And I there was another bottle next to it on the end table, and I grabbed the wrong one, and I started to chug it. And like, what I'm saying is, is like, dude, I was two gulps in before I realized. And dude, the, like you notice how you ever notice this? Like sometimes you can chug something, you can take like a gulp, maybe two, and it's not until you stop drinking it and you do that. That thing to where you really taste it? Yeah, it's that liquor when you don't get it, you don't get the burn till that after. Until until your okay. until your tongue comes off the roof of your mouth and you get that. <laughs> stop, dude, just stop. Until you get that noise, right? 
in the moment, Fantone, I was like, oh, that's not right. That's, and, dude, I have never, like, I was convinced all day. I was like, well, I'm probably dead, right? I'm probably dead. Not only did I drink urine, but I drank my urine. So, like, God only knows. And I was unhealthy as hell at that point. Dude, it is one of the nasty. You yeah. could tell me. Pretty I'm gross. trying to think of the disease I would have to have. Where it was like, dude, if you just pee in this cup, drink it. <laughs> Erectile dysfunction. Maybe if you gave me that and told me drink in my urine, you might be able to get me on that. I have a, I have an angle at the LeBron James thing on why another reason, it's not a big one, but another reason why I feel like, dude, the best thing he could do is just pack up his bags and go. We're going to give you that. That will be next on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show. That guy knows how to party. Rock 106.9. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show. We're on Rock 106.9. Coming up at 7.45 this morning, I got a major announcement that's going to affect the rest of my summer. I got a phone call yesterday, and I was actually blown away by it. Really? Cannot believe this is happening. Can't wait, dude. So, uh, yeah, the rest of my summer is going to be effective. Not negatively. Okay, good, bad, indifferent, it's, maybe uh, a little bit It's ball. one of those things that ultimately, it's got me a little tense. All right. But in the end, I'll be very happy about it. I can't wait to find out what this is. So at 7.45, we'll give you that. All right. So everybody's on LeBron Watch 2018. Now, I've been on record, okay? I believe he's leaving. Um, I'll, however, you know, new information enters into the conversation all the time. And so I have, uh, in the preseason, I was like, he's out at the end of this year no matter what. And so then through this season, I was like, all right, well, wait a minute. There might be some things that he might think about doing. And then I've amended my statement to, I don't believe that LeBron James's playing career ends without one more jersey in it. I think there's one more jersey to go. This year, next year, whatever, I think there's one more jersey, right? Okay. And now we're hearing a lot of rumors. Nothing's really been solidified as of yet, but there's rumors out there. They reached out to Kawhi Leonard. Now, people think that that can happen because if you're the Spurs, why would you trade Kawhi to anybody in the Western Conference even though he's shown like a little bit of like I'd kind of want to be a Laker. Boy, oh boy! Um, if 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 the Spurs didn't learn from the uh, from the Kyrie Irving trade, I mean that's on them, right? I look mean, at that. Y- 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 Great point. You you have to look at that and say like, well, dude, that's a terrible idea. Great point. Great point. Right now, Kawhi's probably not. If he ends up a Laker, probably not going to be there until the trade deadline or whatever. So the other thing was is like, well, we'll get Kawhi Leonard and Paul George, and then you know LeBron James, and then now all of a sudden now you got a super team in Cleveland. I don't see it. I think Paul George, I think the rumor is, much like how people tell me about LeBron's wife, Paul George's wife is like, nah, dude, you're a Laker. We're, go to L.A., right? And so like that's where he wants to be. That's where his wife wants him to be. The rumor is that's where his mother wants Paul George to be. So Paul George probably going to be a Laker. So if your linchpin for LeBron is Paul George, then I, I'm not sure he remains a Cavalier. Now, all that aside, nobody knows anything yet. The draft's tonight. We get the eighth pick. We'll see what happens there. Fantone pointed uh, this out earlier this morning. What they do with the eighth pick's really going to decide on like what, whether or not they want to keep it or if they're looking at it as a piece to move it. And it's got to be so tough if you are the guy that gets called from the Cavaliers tonight where it's like, on one hand, you're excited because, oh my God, I might play with LeBron, but what if he leaves? But what if I get traded? What if I have to be the face of this franchise? And you have zero clue about I might any get, of it. I might get LeBron or I might end up, you know, in Orlando for a piece or right. whatever. Or, right. Or I could end up in Cleveland, no LeBron, me trying to win 20 games. That's, I mean, that's worse. A million, a million different things that could happen, and you have zero clue and zero control about any of those things. With the draft tonight, there I hear there's a kid out of Texas who's saying, he, I, I'm not going to work out for Memphis. I wanted to work out. He said, I'm not working out for you. I don't want to play there. 
And uh, just watch out for that. You're going to see more and more athletes well before they're a professional acting as if they're already professionals and trying to guide where they go. That's going to be the new thing. This rise of the individual is going to creep into all sports. Gonna, it'll be a disruptor in all things, right? We'll get into that a little later in the program maybe. But if I'm LeBron James, I want out and I want out right now. And you, everybody listening and Fantone's going to do it too. I'm going to be dismissed easily by this theory. But if you really think about it, it is true. If I'm LeBron James, I want out of Cleveland before the Browns get even remotely serviceable. Even remotely serviceable. You're the king here now, dude, because you're the only game in town. But if the Browns get even competitive, LeBron's an afterthought. I'm going to say this, and it's going to sound like a hot take, but you know in your heart it's true. If you make an AFC championship game, and I'm not saying they're going to do it this year. I'm saying if you even make an AFC championship game, I don't even think you got to win it. If you make the AFC championship game, it's it means more to Cleveland than the title LeBron won. Oh, I disagree 100%. How many how many championship series have have have, have they been in? And you still consider it the drought? It's I, I I'm just I, I'm I'm telling you, I, I think dude, football means more to this area than basketball does, and I'll prove it to you. When you didn't have LeBron James, there was tumbleweeds going through the stadium. Nobody cares. They're not, dude. People are not. You're a Cavs fan. I, Most people. No, I'm saying you're a Cavs fan. Most people are a LeBron James and a winning fan. Yet Brown Stadium. Routinely sells tickets to a team that's been abysmal for two decades, 20 years. They've been terrible. And they still move product. They move tickets. People want to go. If you make an AFC championship game, that means more to people in Cleveland, I believe, than the title. I um I will not debate at all whether basketball or football is the more popular sport around here because there there is no debate that would be a that would be a that would that would that would be a terrible argument on my behalf um but I'm just gonna have to disagree with you that making it to an AFC championship game and I mean realistically like at what point do you see the the Browns doing that? Well, it's gonna be a, a little while, but I, I, three it, years, five years. I think you can. I think you you can be. It is plausible. I don't think it's. Probable, it's plausible to be in the AFC Championship game three years from right now. Not this year. Not, not next this year. year. It's plausible in three seasons you could be in the AFC. Cha- it's not probable. It is plausible. Yeah, I think. I, I, I think there's. I think if anything, there's probably the, the flip side of that is that well, dude, if the Browns were to get good and he doesn't win championships, that's less pressure on him on a local level. No, because I think do the hero worship goes away. The moment the Browns are good, people don't care about LeBron James as much as they do now. But with that being said. Then him not getting it done another year, another two years, another three years, and by getting it done, I mean winning the NBA title. You've got you've got a little bit of buffer zone there. I, I mean, yeah, maybe maybe some of the shine goes away, but less heat on you at that point because you're not the only thing that's in town. You 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 all of a sudden got a buffer zone. Uh, I think it's I think the reverse is true. I think the people start to snub their nose at you and turn their nose up at you because what they really want to be good is good. So who cares what you're doing? I think, honestly, you could see attendance go down. I think you could see a lot of things. Dude, if the Browns get good, it overshadows everything. I, I think there's a lot of ifs in that sense. If, a, a pretty big one, at the well, very at, least. At some point, they are going to get it turned around, though, right? You can't be 0-16 forever. No, but that doesn't mean you're going to make it to, you know, I mean, it doesn't mean you're going to make it into a championship I, contender. Like I said, I, what, what did I say to start the whole conversation out? I would be dismissed. I, I said it. 
But I'm just telling you, if Dorsey gets this thing, I think if the Browns get to 8-8, eight and eight, people care a lot less about the Cavs. Now, that doesn't wipe out the title. They'd still be happy to have the title. But I'm telling you, dude, if the Browns get competitive deep into the playoffs, I don't think people care about LeBron James at all. Winning two playoff games means more than a title. Yes. I believe if, if the Browns go to... I'll say this. Let's, let, let, I'll, I'll even change it. If the AFC Championship game is in First Energy Stadium, n- people care way more about that than they do about that NBA title. Three million people were down, or whatever it was, a million, whatever it was at that parade, because it was a title in anything. But that was really a parade about the fact that you wish it was a Super Bowl. You know you do. We wanted a title. It's cool that one of like, the greatest NBA player in the last 25 years is the one that got it, and we have them. We love it. But if the Browns get good, you honestly, let me, I'll just let, let's pose the question this way: Would you trade an NBA title for a Super Bowl? The answer is easy is easily yes. Like I said, I don't think there's a debate on whether football or ba- ba- basketball is more popular because that's really what we're getting into here. But like, it, I can't I can't agree that an AFC, a trip to the AFC Championship is worth a title if they win it. If they go to the Super Bowl. Is that does that mean more to a Clevelander than I'm telling you right now? If the Browns go to the Super Bowl, that means more to me than the LeBron title. Notice it's a LeBron title. It's not even a Cavs title. It's the LeBron title. And that's the whole difference. And I think, like I said, most people are not Cavaliers fans. Most people are LeBron James and winning fans. However, I do believe that they're football fans and Browns fans. It's a different thing. It's a different animal here, dude. And I just think that's that's the way it is. I'm being called a hater on LeBron James. Why, why does that make me a hater? I don't understand, Adam, why does that make me a hater? To have a different angle at this, I don't understand. I want the guy to stay. I just understand, dude, He like, dude, this is who LeBron is. Every couple of years, he gets a little, like, I don't know, can't do it. I don't know, media's saying I got to do it. I got to put a new team together. I got to go do it. He, this is who he is. He's shown us the model. This is who he's been his entire career. I don't know why people think I'm a hater. I want the guy to stay. I've, uh, I just said he's the greatest player. And how can I be a LeBron hater if I'm willing to bet he's the greatest player? If I'm willing to say he's the greatest player in the last 25 years, I'm also one of the few. Well, not one of the few, but one of the people who says he's better than Michael. How can I say he's better than the than the player that the rest of the country tells me is the goat? And I'm still a hater. People just throw words around as if they don't matter. Adam, in my business, words absolutely 100% matter. I am not a LeBron James hater. That's crazy. I just know, as a born and raised Clevelander my entire life, we care more about football than we do basketball. And most people are front-running as Cavs fans. They just like LeBron. That's the end of it. More Stansberry Show right around the corner. You guys hang on. The Stansberry Show. We may not be a global epidemic yet. On iHeartRadio. This is a dream come true. Canton's Rock Station. Rock 106.9. 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. We're on Rock 106.9. Online for you at WRQK.com. Pass out those incarceration tickets coming up at 930. Uh, in the news a lot over the last few days is this couple out of Akron who were uh, working for the fire department. Both, I believe, lieutenants. Mm-hmm. And uh, they had had uh, some sex. Filmed it. <laughs> some of the sex. They had some of the sex there. All right. And then they filmed it, and it found its way on um, on like these porn sites. Now, we knew a story would be coming from the couple themselves as to how this happened, right? And now everybody goes into excuse mode. This is where you've busted your kid in the living yeah. room with all the candy, and he tries to tell you how he didn't take the candy. That's exactly what's about to happen here, right? 
So the lawyer for these two is coming out and saying, no, 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 you guys got this all wrong. Here's what happened. They recorded the sex. They had it on a private live stream. And I guess there are sites where you can do that. Okay. Somebody hacked said video and then, and then like it, it got out that way. All right. Well, so I don't. It's still you recorded sex though, and 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 posted it some whether whether it be private or public, to the internet. I don't care if it's private or not. You still have a morality clause in your contract that's still going to be an issue for you um, down the road. Now, could you maybe get off on that because it was private? I think it would still be a snag for you. I think, but ultimately. The fact remains here, Fire Couple Eleven, that it doesn't matter if you recorded it and posted it to a private live stream. The fact is, you had sex in the firehouse, and people found out about that. You are going to be punished for that. Um. All right. I I, I do not know because we've talked about this before, and I, to me, to me, I I don't know how a firehouse is ran because I'm not a fireman. Nor do but, I. But okay, we've talked about your three days on, two days off, or something like That's that. That's when my, when my cousin was working for a fire department. He was on three days off, two, then on two off three. Is sex out of that equation? Because I know sleeping, you can sleep there because it's like, well, you're three days there, and you can crap there because you got to go crap. And like, is sex 100 percent out of that equation? Well, I mean, I think it's one of those things where these guys. I mean, it's like camp. It's like it's like six beds in a room. I don't think it's so. Yeah, I don't think they're just having sex in there. Okay, all right. So, so no, if, I guess every firehouse could be different. I was gonna say. So, if, if that's if that's the case within the Akron Fire Department, then there, end of the conversation. You had sex. You documented it. We proved that you that you were doing that. I mean, you could see the trucks in their video, though. But when it comes to when it comes to the claim of like, well, I posted it, but it was to a private stream. Now, there's a little bit of like, well, is this somebody hacking in and stealing it from your cell phone or breaking in like Tommy Lee? And Pamela, who somebody broke in and stole a physical tape out of their sa- safe, right? safe. Yeah. But those two things, because like, um, uh, when remember when all those celebrity nudes got leaked? Uh, the the fappening is what they called it, and Jennifer Lawrence was one yeah, of the yeah, chicks. Yeah. Those literally got hacked. If you put it up, like, because if I put up on my, on my private Facebook page, boy, I hate iHeartMedia. This place sucks, dude. I, I hate working here. And they find that. It doesn't matter that you're it was fired. private. You're fired 100%. Fired. Like, you are fired. You're doing something that's bringing negative attention to the company <sighs> by ho- by being on the air, even. I don't, I never want to be somebody who's going to embrace, like, hacked photos or videos or something like that. Because, like, like I said, if you're Tommy Lee and Pamela and somebody breaks in and steals a physical copy of that, I think that's wrong. But this, 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 well, it was a private stream. Ah, I don't know. That's flimsy. So the the private stream, then, I'm just trying to understand this, would be what? Then people then that that are friends with you on whatever this site was or whatever, they can see it. But like people who just go to the site looking for stuff cannot until they're friended. I would think that like there's private videos where like you could share them with certain people, but it sounds to me it sounds to me like it sounds to me like a site you can use for free, but the best benefits of the site are only unlocked once you pay. Okay. That's what it's I'm just guessing. I'm just purely speculative there. But I don't think it was hacked and it got released is going to save your job. And so I don't think, A, I don't think that's going to save your job. And B, the, the, if you're embarrassed at all, maybe they're not. But the embarrassment of, of, of it being out and everybody knowing it already is there. already out there, too. You're not putting that pace back in the tube either. So what are we really gaining here by saying that it was hacked? Nothing. So is is the lawyer involved here trying to say, is this like a workplace lawyer? Like the, like my, my clients were unfairly, you know, terminated or like where, because there's no criminal charges here. There's no like nobody's there's no civil suit or anything. He's trying. 
I, I think trying to get him back and back reinstated to work. work. Why else would you hire a lawyer except for the fact that you've been put on paid leave and you're trying to get back to work is what I'm guessing. Um, he says here that uh, they were hacked, recorded, and put online by someone else. So, wait. Those are two different things. You either recorded the video and somebody hacked it and posted it, or it was somebody recorded you without your knowledge and then put it online. I, I think what he's saying is they knew they were, obviously they knew they were filming on themselves. Like, it's not even debatable when you No, when she looks it. right into the camera. Right. I mean, and he's moving the camera, so that's not debatable. But oh, I, think yeah. what, I think what he's saying is we put these videos online, private streamed, somebody hacked into that account and made them public. Not so much that like we put them, we just had them on our phone, somebody stole them and then uploaded them. It's we uploaded them in that private stream. I think you uploading them to a private stream, even if you did that, if that's what happened, is that that if you put them up on a private stream and that was hacked and still put out, your morality clause is not going to stop you from that. And this very much goes to show, and I've made this point before, I know it's always, these kids are so stupid, these kids are so stupid, they think they can put something up online and it's going to follow them forever, and they're so dumb, and they're so dumb, and it's like, dude, these guys are 45 years old. I mean, (laughs) lieutenants in the Akron Fire Department, and, 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 and this is, well, I didn't know somebody could find it. That's a great point. I, I, dude, I said yesterday that I felt like this could be subconscious. That I think that there are people out there. Again, there are women out there, and I know there's a guy involved in this too. But I, I've heard these new like cam girls who have said, as long as I'm just having sex with my boyfriend or if it's my husband on film, I don't view it as if I'm making porn. And I think there are people who look at it this way, where it's just like, what, this is our marriage, or this is our relationship, and we're just showing it to you. And I think that that you could be sitting there going, we might be able to make money at this, and you don't necessarily want to have to go into your boss and have the balls to like quit your job and like put yourself out there and like take all the risk, but I think maybe subconsciously, dude, you start to engage in risky behavior that might force you into doing something that you wish you were. I don't want to. I don't want to divorce my wife, so I'll cheat I'll on cheat her, on her and, and then, get caught, right. and she'll throw right. me out. Okay. I think it's very possible that's what happened here with Fire Couple Number Eleven. Apparently, is how you find them online. <laughs> Not apparently. It's how <laughs> I found it's them. How you do it. It's how I found them online multiple, multiple times yesterday. I took a phone call yesterday that is going to affect my entire summer. Which then I guess would mean that it, it will affect your entire summer Here we go. as well, audience. So I'll tell you what that phone call was and how my summer gets uh, you know twisted around. That's next on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show. Rock 106.9. Yo guys, Fantone from the Stansberry Show here to tell you about the Rollholt Vision Institute. It still happens to me all the time, dude. I wake up in the morning, I reach for my glasses, and all of a sudden I remember, dude, you do not need those. I got 20-20 vision thanks to the LASIK surgery I had done at Rollholt. And I'm telling you, your summertime is going to be so much easier. Six nine. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show. We're on Rock 106.9, online for you at WRQK.com. A little technical glitch there. We apologize. Coming up 9.30... We'll pass out those incarceration tickets where you can see Bush rise against. Uh, Clutch is the big one for me. Uh, I know Our Lady Peace is going to be there. A slew of others. Black Label Society, too. Uh, we'll pass out those tickets coming up 930. The Reformatory is so cool, too. On its own, if you've never been there, like, and you get to go see a show and you get to get a tattoo, it's pretty kick-ass. Yeah, that is a good night. Or a good weekend, actually. I mean, it's three days long. So I took a phone call yesterday that's, uh, that's going to reshape my entire summer. All right. And um, I am excited about it, but it, but it, it's one of these things. I'll be tense until it happens, 
And then after it, I'll be like, you know what? That was good. I'm glad that got done. Okay. I feel like I'm a better person now. And so I'm sitting at home yesterday, minding my own damn business, and my phone rings. And I look over, and I recognize the name on the phone, so I answer it. And at the other end is my mother. And my mother says to me, Daniel, <laughs> like I was right out of the gate, Daniel, <laughs> what are you doing on June 20th? And I said, well, currently, mom, I'm talking to you on the phone because it is June 20th. <laughs> oh, gosh, I was doing this wrong. I was entering in the wrong information. Daniel, what are you doing July 20th? said i don't know mom it's a month from today i don't know what i'm doing later tonight outside of broad stroke to, yeah probably look at a little porn hub and go to bed i don't know don't tell your mother that. i don't know she needs to know everything we're best friends she needs to know it all fanto so then my mother says to me i'm coming to visit oh god and i was like and that's what i said oh god but I made the mistake of saying it out loud into the phone. And she was like, what? Don't you want to see me? And I said, no, 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 no. I said, it's not that. I said, it's just, dude, it's an undertaking to, you know, to take you on. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's just like, I got to prepare myself for you. I know, Daniel. That's why I'm giving you a month. Dude, I, for the next 30 days, there's going to be something that's just off with you. And I know it'll be true. Like, next week, I'll come in here and I'll be like, hey, what's up, man? How you doing this morning? And it's just going to be like, eh. Subconscious, eh. though. Yep, like, I won't realize it. I won't know. But there'll be something weighing on your shoulders. There'll be something bringing you down. And it's this. I know it is, dude. I know there's no way it doesn't impact you for the next 30 days. Oh, for sure it will. And I think she knows it. I think she wanted to torpedo a month of the show <laughs> just so she could, have her, she could have her day in the sun. I'm kidding. Dude's not going to be able to get an erection for 30 days. Just constantly in the back of his mind, his mother. Well, let's not blame my mom. I mean, <laughs> there's a lot of other factors going into that. I don't know if that's my mom's fault. I, uh, but no, this actually gets better. And then she says to me, she goes, you're going to be around, right? And I said, yeah, I, I would imagine. She goes, good, because I'm bringing Gracie with me. And for oh. those of you that don't know, Gracie is, uh, that's my niece, who's uh, now all of, I believe, 12, 13 years old. Somewhere. Okay, well, now things have gotten a little bit better yeah, here. Things are, uh, so she'll be here, but only she'll only be here, I think... My sister-in-law's whole family lives in Ohio, too, so she's coming to see like a bunch of her other aunts and uncles, but you know, my mom was like, she wants to come down and see what you do. And I was like, well, first of all, why are you yelling at me? Like, I don't have a hearing aid. Like, why are you screaming into the phone? I don't know, Daniel. I'm talking to you, and I can't hear myself in the phone. I know, bitch, because you're 75 years old, and we're, you know, all the way back in, like, 1990, Dad was like, Sue, let's get Miracle Ear. And Sue was like, what? I don't think I need it. My mom's been deaf for 30 years. My mom, dude, my mom has had the same cough, and she's been deaf in an ear for 35 years. Dude, has done a, not a single thing about it. Not a single. Dude, my mom worked at a doctor's office my entire life. Wouldn't do it. She split two jobs between being my dad's secretary, looking at my dad outsourcing, like, yeah, I'm not paying anybody, just make my wife do it, right? And then, like, on top of that, then she would, like, work at a doctor's office, won't go to the doctor. Had the same cough 35 years. And my brother smartly says, Mom, you realize that's probably a heart condition, right? And then that's why you're constantly coughing like that? I don't think so, David. <laughs> it's like, well, okay, yes, but you've had zero medical training, lady. Yeah, but she's made it 75 years at this point. Yeah, I mean, something like I that. Mean, dude, what, what are we yeah, going to do? No, We're going to get rid of it at the end? My, no, yeah, she's 72. Jeez. 
Jeez. 72 years Jeez. young. Yeah, so the old bag coming to Canton. So, <laughs> all right, we got a couple of things that we have to break down here. Now, are your brother and your sister-in-law coming? I don't believe they are, no. I believe this is, um, we're letting Grace go to Ohio to stay with her aunts and uncles, kind of get a break from us. Okay. And I think it's my brother and his wife going, you know, when we first got married, Daniel lived with us. Right. And now, like the last 15 years of our married life, this old lady's been living with us. Yeah. We need a goddamn break from the other members of this family. Yeah, and that's I think fair. They're, I, yeah, I think they're kind of, dude, my sister-in-law, dude, Dude, I'm telling you, she's next up for sainthood. They so. All right, I hope my mom doesn't listen to the podcast. <laughs> oh, okay, here so we my go. brother's got a pretty nice house in Vegas. Right. right, it's pretty nice. The master bedroom with like a full blown bath and like all this stuff and like you know an extra like there's like a powder room in it and everything else like that. You'd think it would be my sister in law since she's the breadwinner. Nope, my mom posted up in there. Dude won't, won't let my brother and his wife have like the master bedroom in the house. It's like been a bone of contention for like ten years. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I can understand why your sister in law feels a little slighted. So like, there. there's my brother just stuck between his wife and his <laughs> you know and his mother. Like I don't know how do the hell do I do? I'm t- maybe he's next up for sainthood. That poor son of a bitch just out there. Stuck between a rock and a hard place, can't get anything done. So I know what's happening right now. Right now, my brother's just sitting in Vegas going, yes, she's going to Ohio and going to destroy his life for a few days. Yeah, 100%. I mean, you got to take a little bit of the responsibility here. Um, the fact that your niece is coming to is going to be awesome. Makes it better because oh, if it was just your mom who was oh, yeah. who was left to you to entertain her, oh, be- that's what that's where we're talking about a nightmare. That's I'd- where we're talking about real issues. So I'm looking at the calendar. The 20th of July is a Friday. Okay, and I don't know how long they're going to be here, and I don't know when they're getting in. But if time permits, and I'd have to ask because I don't know if she'll do it. But if time permits. I think we're going to bring my mom in. Oh, yeah. And oh, yeah. I think we're going to put my mom in because I want to kind of grill my mom about some stuff. I mean, I'm not looking to, like, expose dirt, but there are things about my life I'm interested in. Well, I mean, we've had her in before. What was it a year ago? Two Did years she come ago? On? Remember, she just briefly poked her head in because she, oh, yeah, yeah. she got lost and her and her friend got lost on the way here. I, I kind of want to know about, like, the day she met my dad. Like when he got back from the war, I kind of would like to ask her about yeah. that a little bit. Um, a, a couple of things from like when I was growing up that I think I remember that I'm not sure, quite sure on. Some and I'm sure, I'm sure if, if if I can get her to agree to do it, the audience would have more than a few questions for my mother, right? I uh, I very much look forward to it. Very July much look forward to it. My entire summer going to yeah. be reshaped. It's when she tells you you weren't a very good baby. You remember that? She says, "Well, you weren't a very good baby, Dan." Yeah, she just did a bang up job being mom. <laughs> yeah, you know I mean, just over, just on top of it. Just called me an idiot my entire life. You know what I mean? People would say to me all the time, what's wrong with you? My mom would be like, he's a moron. Zero <laughs> medical training whatsoever. So I feel like, I just feel like, you know, her assessment was just coming out of like regret and bad attitude. You know what I mean? I don't think it's necessarily she was zeroed in on the root cause of what it might have been happening there. But yeah, she'll be in town uh, July the 20th. Very so exciting. I need to plan a trip out of town, I suppose. <laughs> no, kidding. I can't, I, uh, I can't wait for that. Uh, people have been hitting me up online about my LeBron take from 7 o'clock this morning. I want to revisit. We'll do it next on Rock 106.9. Hobie Boys brought popcorn. The Stansberry Show. Because I'm about to put on a show. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show. We're on Rock 106.9. 930. We'll pass out those incarceration tickets. That show July 13th through the 15th. Mansfield Performatory. 1-800-243-7625. The number you'll need to see uh, Rise Against. Clutch, Bush, Our Lady Peace, Black Label Society, slew of others. Pass those tickets out around 930. A little earlier in the program, we were uh, discussing LeBron James as obviously the NBA draft is later this evening. Everybody's like on the edge of their seat. What's going to happen with LeBron? Does he stay? Does he go? Now, all year I've been like, 
I've been one of these guys who's telling you he's leaving. And then throughout the season, I kind of you know adjusted my statement, and people jumped all over me for it for saying, "Look, look, I don't know if it's going to be this year. Maybe he signs another one-year deal with the Cavs, stays one more season, tries to get it done. I just don't believe the playing career of LeBron James ends without one more jersey in the closet. And I don't think that's crazy to say. I mean, a lot of athletes start moving around, you know, the, the later in their career they get. And I think it's worth noting too, LeBron has a decent amount of years left on him. I know that. You know, 15, Could be 10. 15 years in, it, it feels like, well, there's no way he can keep going, but I think, if anything, he's probably gotten better as he's gotten older. So well, a lot of people are making this argument. A lot of the national sports shows are starting to make the argument that, look, dude, like 40, 41, 42 may be the new 35. These guys are taking better care of their bodies than athletes in previous generations. They, they worry about it all year round versus just in season like guys used to. Yeah, I, I mean, when you really think about it, I bet you LeBron has maybe 10 cheat days a year, you know what I mean, where he doesn't work out or he doesn't, you know what I'm saying? I know rest is a very big part of his equation, and he's always talking about how important that is. Yeah, but you rest parts of the body. And and, 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 Yeah, that's not saying that you're not doing something to work yourself out. The dude's doing yoga every day, you know what I mean? I was going to say, you can do cardio, you can do yoga, you can do that kind of stuff every single day. You don't need to rest from that kind of stuff. You're absolutely right, and he does do that. You can tell by his body, for crazy. And and what is it that, it's that, um, uh, not 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 hydroponic, um, that, that Crypto or no the um the, the, crypt- the chamber the crypto I can't remember what the hell is the word here Hyper, hyper hyperbaric chambers what he has in his house dude he's yeah. got one of those that like freezes his body so like you know what I forgot to call that place there's a new place on Tusk that has mm-hmm. it they reached out to me and were like hey man we'd love to show it to you I gotta call them I want to get that done yeah they've got those uh they've got those you though you float in deprivation the- tanks yeah those look awesome yeah that does look awesome I think I'm gonna they say people kind of freak out in them. Yeah. And, and and I'm worried I might, but I really want to check it out. I remember Joe Rogan talking about how he tripped on mushrooms and gotten one of those. And he bought like, one now. Sounds amazing. I mean, dude, he got that. His whole compound's <laughs> actually pretty sweet. He got a bunch of that kind of stuff. So I floated this out there, and I'm not saying it's viable. I'm not saying LeBron's thinking about it. I'm saying it would be on my mind as a guy who grew up in Ohio, like a like LeBron did. He knows our infatuation with the Cleveland Browns. Now. By all accounts, it looks like the Browns are on the build, on the mend, right? Now, I don't know how you can't be on the mend coming off 0-16. You win one game, you're on the mend, right? Right. So, I just floated this out there. That if it were me, I would look at my playing career as a Cavalier as I've done everything I can in the Cavs jersey. I've won the city a title, first one in 52 years, right? You can never take that away from me. I've competed for a title most years I've been in a Cavaliers jersey. You've been more relevant than you, than, than you have been than ever before. Right. Even in the Mark Price era. You're more relevant now than, than then, for sure. 100% and not debatable. That was, a, that, was a, that was a band of guys back then. This is one player who made you, you know what I mean, essentially. Right. Now, don't get me wrong. There's other players, but we all know LeBron's the driving force well, here, right? And what's the consistency between the Cavaliers' greatness and LeBron, LeBron James? It's, right. It's, it's LeBron James, right? right? But... Having grown up in Ohio the way he did, the way I did, the way most of you have, he understands that the Browns are the bigger brand. And I maintain that if the Browns just make an AFC championship game, I think it's bigger for most fans than that LeBron title. Notice I even call it the LeBron title, not the Cavs title. And this is my theory on that, that I believe most people are LeBron and winning fans more than they are Cavalier fans. Now, Fantone is a Cavalier fan. 
The the Cavaliers next year could go zero and eighty two, and my man's going to be sitting there watching game oh, eighty yeah. oh, one, yeah. like 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 it's the best thing on TV. Very excited. I am excited about the Cavs next season. Even if LeBron does leave, um, I just can't wait to have like a new toy. You know what I mean? Like I just can't wait to kind of like. Put what was this man, dude? They suck, and oh my gosh, four years in a row playing for a title, boy, that sucks. I can't wait for it to be a new discussion next year. I am excited about it, regardless. See, I think that that you're in the minority. I think if LeBron James comes out and announces, "Look, I'm a Los Angeles Laker," I think interest in the Cavaliers drops by thirty percent. I think it was WKYC um, that ran the story yesterday, but they started talking about. Uh, the the financial impact that will have on Cleveland if LeBron leaves and those bars, those you know, those parking lots, those just the million different things that kind of you know depend on on the Cavs being a viable pro- pro- product there. And I mean, it's going to be a. I mean, yes, we as we as fans, tickets will be cheaper, but like as a as an area, but tickets for what? Right, as an area, that's a very negative impact when he leaves. I mean, we even had Kyrie Irving, who was pretty damn good. Before LeBron came back, and Kyrie was at least something you'd want to see. Right. He could ball, right? Right now, he wasn't leading you to a ton of wins, but he was at least exciting. Like he was at least something to see. Nobody cared. I mean, not nobody cared, but you know what I mean. Yes, it, uh, did, yes. it, it doesn't. It, you know what I mean? It wasn't captivating. Where if the dude, I'm telling you right now, if the Browns win eight games this year, and they're not gonna, but if you win eight games this year, I think it's LeBron who. I really do. I think it's the dude. People don't understand, and this is the analogy I've been making with it all along: is that when the Cavs were no good, and it was Kyrie and nobody else on that team, there was tumbleweed going through the queue. There's nobody cared. The Browns have been abysmal twenty years, and do people? I saw a guy today posting on Facebook. I just made my final payment on my season tickets. I mean, dude, proud to have made his final payment on his season. No, I'm not knocking him. I'm just saying, look at that. Proud to make his final payment on his season tickets on a team that's been a dumpster fire for two decades straight. I think, honestly, dude, if you get good, you're an afterthought. So, like, the hero worship part of of being in Cleveland might go away sooner than he thinks. Did the Indians making that World Series run take any shine off of the championship? That was the same year. That was like that was months apart from each other. You know, that was less than six months apart from each other. No, I would have to admit that that felt more like a handing off of a baton than it did um, overshadowing. And do you remember? And I, I think at that moment, I think LeBron was very grateful the Indians lost that World Series. I, I don't even think it's debatable. The last of thing he, he wanted was a World Series win on the heels of what he just did. Right. He Agreed. did not. He did yes. not want to have to share that would shine totally at all. Agree. Um. I. Uh, and you know, you just you just remember the Indians fever that went through Northeast Ohio back in the late nineties. And for some reason, even now, and I was watching the game yesterday, even now, yeah, they play in a crappy division, but the Indians are winning the division right now. And nobody cares. There's no shine on that. There's no like excitement about that. Well, I think that there's a lot in that and why I think that is, I think baseball overall is less popular than it was in 1995 or 94 through 97 when they were doing their thing down there. I think so. That's probably part of it. I also think that a lot of those, fans back then, again, were very guilty of what we're guilty of now with LeBron, which is like, are you an Indians fan or are you a winning fan? Right. 
Um, I, I, I think that if the, if the Browns came out and won the Super Bowl this year, I would agree with you. I just don't think the AFC – going to that – having two playoff wins to get to the AFC championship game, I don't think does it. Win the AFC championship game and are in the Super Bowl. I, this Still year, not there. If it was this year, if it was coming off 0-16 and they made the Super Bowl this year, maybe. But if it's two, three years from now, I don't know. I, I don't. I, I, I have – I mean, obviously there's more than enough people telling me I'm an idiot online because anytime I say anything, people are going to be like, dude, you're an idiot. But there are more than enough people on my Twitter feed, at Stansbury Show, by the way, who are telling me, dude, I'm with you. If the Browns are even competitive at all, I don't care about the Cavs. I don't care about LeBron at all. Like, I don't, and, and, and I asked, I even asked this question, would you trade the, the Cavs championship for the Browns to win the AFC championship? And most respondents are telling me absolutely 100% yes. I'm just that much of a bigger fan of football than I am basketball, and I care more about it. And I really think that's true. And if I'm LeBron, I'd want to get up and out of here while I'm still the thing that made everybody go crazy. And I'd want to get out of here before the sport that everybody really cares about starts to be relevant again. I would want out before that happens. I'm not saying that's how he feels. I'm just telling you how I would feel if I was granted the ability to be the best at anything in the <laughs> and then the world. <laughs> yeah. And there's a lot of ifs in that sentence, John. Only one if in that sentence, June. But that's that's just how I feel about it. I really do feel like if they if they made the AFC championship game, I'd be like, I I'd rather have that than than the title. It's crazy. I just care about that sport that much more. More Stansbury show and why the Star Wars universe is in serious trouble. We'll give you that next on Rock 1069. The Stansbury Show. Alright, I like it. I like it a lot. Rock. 1069. Rock1069. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. We're on Rock1069 online for you at WRQK.com. Uh, Star Wars Universe may be in some serious trouble. Um, now I had kind of predicted this would happen. I uh after I saw The Last Jedi, I had walked out of the theater and I had been one of these people who had said, Alright, dude, Disney went too far. Like they just changed the universe too much. They introduced stuff that had never been in this series before. Um, I think is is it name is is it Ryan or Rain Johnson or whoever had done it. Um, I believe that if you want to be more inclusive or equality based in your casting and this and that, that you should do it. I think going out there and telling everybody how you're going to be LGBTQ friendly and how we're gonna we're gonna smash all this stuff in this movie. If you give people a reason to complain and not like something, they're going to take that reason. And, and I think that that negatively affected some of it. And I had said when Solo was getting ready to come out, the, the latest Star Wars movie, Solo, a Star Wars story, I believe is what it's called. I said that the Last Jedi being as piss poor as it was would lead to Solo not being not doing as well in the theater as it should. And it did. Six days after its release, Solo did about 115 million in six days. That's not too bad for North America alone. Um, and then I think it did like a like a like an abysmal 30 million its second weekend out, 29 million or something like that. And I had said I feel like there's a changing of the guard. These superhero movies seem to be like the nerd culture now, and Star Wars is kind of like backburnered a little bit. Um, and I just think Fantone's pointed this out, going back to the well too many times. Like, you know what I mean? You, you did The Force Awakens, then Rogue One came out, and then, you know, uh, you know, The Last Jedi, which again was not good. It was a, not a good movie. And then you get Solo out there, and I felt like Solo was all right. Now, I think part of the reason why I liked it is A, everybody tells me I hate everything, so I felt like, all right, you kind of have to like this. 
There was that. And then B, I felt like the last shot I was so bad that I felt like, all right, well, then Solo's probably going to be terrible. And it wasn't, it was much, much, much better than the last shot I was. And I was like, oh, okay, not so bad. Maybe that's the reason I liked it. I'm trying to remember the last Star Wars I saw was, and I think it was Rogue One. And I, I liked it. I thought it was pretty good. Um, Rogue I re- One was pretty dark. I remember. I remember you saying the last Jedi sucked so much. So I was kind of like, eh, whatever. And I think that's going to probably be streaming somewhat soon. If it's not, if it's not already, it's going to be on HBO or something pretty soon. Here. I would have to imagine somewhere. I, well, I think Disney's doing their own streaming now. But oh yeah. yeah. But I. But I. But yeah, you should be able to find it somewhere. And 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 I want to see this solo movie more than anything else. I think because it's. It's nostalgia as opposed to like, hey, here's new Star Wars, like... Redone. Yeah, because that's the thing is like, I don't necessarily care to see what happens after Luke. You know what I mean? Like, as a passive Star Wars fan, as somebody who's seen the movies, but give I, me I mean what like... Give me up to what I love. Yeah, give me okay. that. I'll take the backstories for that's sure of the too. characters that I've already... I've, I already know that I already have a relationship with that I already care about. I don't necessarily have to know what happens in the future. So, like, I think that's maybe a part of their problem. And and, and certainly, like like you said, you, you start making a copy of a copy of a copy of a copy, and you're going to lose, you know, quality there. And when you, when, what is it, the past, since this show's been around, how many Star Wars movies have came out? Three. Three? Four? I mean, five? I mean. No, well, The Force Awakens, right? Rogue One. Rogue One. Four. Four? Yeah. Solo and, and, and. Well, it's been A Force Awakens, Rogue One, Last Jedi, and Solo. Solo. So there's four. Four four movies in four years. I can't necessarily be like, oh my God, how do we lose quality here? It's like the Fast and the Furious movies. I mean, the Avengers movies do that too, right? Although it's not every year, right? It's not. I don't think, I don't know. Don't quote me. I don't, I don't watch those. I don't care for them. So I don't know. The thing I'll say about that is that. The Marvel Cinematic Universe is bigger broader than Star Wars. That's true. Star Wars has its its, it's main, a parameter base. Right. It's, you got to stay in this lane. You've got you've got these characters doing these things where Star Wars has the Hulk. Star Wars ha- or I'm sorry, Marvel has all these different avenues that it can go down. A lot where, of places to go. Star Wars is very much in one place there. Solo did 340 million worldwide in 4 weeks. It's not necessarily terrible. It's just not up to their standard of what Star Wars movies have done. Now, I believe again that last jedi being bad is what turned people off a little bit and i've said this that i'm very interested to see what the dvd and blu-ray sales of solo are because i think it i think solo has a has a shot to be one of those cult classic movies right. that in the that in the theater like days and confused didn't really do well but now everybody you know owns it and everybody you know can quote every line from it that i have a feeling that that might happen here with solo I know. I know. They said they're going to put the uh, the timeout on the Obi Wan movie on the. Well, that's where we're headed right now. That's where we're getting ready to go. That's why we're talking about this, and that's because. And I believe this is the problem. This is what happens when you make the Last Jedi and you let a director go wild off in left field and let him change this thing that everybody knows. It ruins the rest of your timeline. And so, yeah, there's been a cooling period. So now Boba Fett and Obi Wan's backstories would real Star Wars fans who, again, who Ryan Johnson did not make Last Jedi for. He came out and said he was not making it for the fans, and look what's happened now. Now that, and this is what I said about Last Jedi. People are like, it's not for you. It's for it's for this. It's like, well, if it's not for me, then why are they resurrecting something from my childhood? Yes, it is for me. And that you can't scoff at me 
because I've been the person who has paid you every step of the way since the since the middle of the seventies, buying toys, going to movies, doing all this stuff that you just can't scoff at me. Last Jedi still did really well, though, right? It I mean, did well, but it just wasn't good. So I mean, but looking at it from their perspective. Yeah, I can scoff you because Solo didn't do well. Because, but that's again, you're, that's because of the negative effect. If you you can scoff at it, but you would be dumb to do so because now you can't make the other two movies. You bought this franchise, and now you can't make the other two. You can't make the other two movies because you ruined one of them. And I do. I maintain going out there for a year, telling people how you're making the most inclusive movie ever, how it's going to be LGBTQ friendly, how it's going to be all these other things. Not that I think that the movie shouldn't be, but I think if you give people a reason to complain about something, they're going to do it. Now, that wasn't my problem with the movie. It wasn't female empowerment wasn't my problem with the movie. My problem with the movie is that there were huge gaping holes in it that had nothing to do with the Star Wars universe. It's been out long enough where I can say this now without a spoiler. Leia floating through space was one of the dumbest things I have ever seen on film in my life outside of something that happened earlier in that film them racing through a casino which was an abysmal mess and it ruined solo it ruined the box office for solo i one thing leads into the other and so you went out there dude and you, you said i'm not making this for traditional star wars fans and look what happened we're two years into this two three years into this disney partnership with this brand and we're already like yeah maybe not outside of the theme park in one movie this thing's been kind of a total and utter s show and you ruined it you ruined it you can't be messing around dude you don't mess around with the classics now that all being said i will tell you this that i tried to watch empire strikes back what I have uh, said, arguably the best movie in the entire series. I tried to watch it last week at my house. I shut it off. I was like, man, does this look bad now? Like, it just, it doesn't, it's, it's one of those things where, dude, those kind of graphics, that kind of stuff, it doesn't hold. So are you a Star Wars fan? I don't know. I think it's one of those things, dude. I think I'm past it. I really do. Although I'm going to buy Solo on, on Blu-ray when it comes out. I'll own that for sure. I really did like it. I enjoyed it. It was better than I thought it was going to be. But I'm curious as to whether or not when I go back and watch it the second time, will I actually enjoy it or did I only enjoy it because I walked into the theater thinking it was going to be piss poor the way The Last Jedi was. I'm hearing The Last Jedi will be on Netflix starting July 1st. Nice. I'm surprised because Disney said they were going to come out and do their own streaming stuff and they were going to take all their stuff off those other platforms. But if you want to see The Last Jedi and shut it off 20 minutes in, July 1st is when you will be able to do that. Uh, we are marijuana friendly here on the Stansbury Show, although one guy in Canton has me rethinking my stance. I'll give you that next on Rock 106.9. Dan Stansberry and his boy wonder Matt Fantone. At last, two heroes. The Stansberry Show. Rock 106.9. This report is brought to you by Uma Office. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. We're on Rockin' Listen 9. We're online for you at WRQK.com. Pass out those incarceration tickets coming up around 9.30. Up for you at WRQK.com is a video of a woman drinking her dog's urine. You can check that out. <sighs> we played you that audio earlier this morning. Probably shouldn't have, but we did. Yeah, I know some people were like, that's not real. And it's like, no, dude, you can see her. Put the cup underneath the dog and then drink it. It's awful. I was just trying. Yeah, you know what? Let's stay. <laughs> All right, now, I'm just trying to think. Now, not a dog, yeah. but how hot would a woman have to be for, for her to be like, drink this, and for me to take a shot glass even? I mean, it, the concept of, like, you know, obviously golden showers isn't a new thing. 
But like, I don't know. There's something even grosser about it with an animal's pee to me. Oh, yeah. Like, I mean, just considerably, yeah. you don't know what your dog has been into. And that's the waste coming out of your dog. Like, that's what your your dog's body decided. Eh, this isn't for us. Your dog eats its own crap. Those are excellent points. That's a very good points there. Dog doesn't drink his own pee. Now, I, I, don't, I don't feel like I... Like I need a lot of points to keep me away from dog <laughs> urine. I feel like just, you know, my own instincts would do that. But apparently for some people, not so much. She claims it clears up her acne and cures cancer and a couple other things. That's not hyperbole. That's what she said. She has proof that it cures cancer. Well, she proof. says it's been proven. Yeah, been proven. She didn't show us the proof. No. And I believe burden of proof is on the person saying, hey, this does this. Yeah, I've solved cancer. Yeah, that's on you to prove that that's yeah. happened. Show me the scratch paper. I need to see how we got there. This common core math. Somebody show it to me. The Altman Cancer Care Center. It's just out there for no reason. It's just, that? Just go drink some dog pee. You're going to be fine, guys. We here on the Stansbury Show are, uh, are 420 friendly. little weed friendly. We feel like weed should be legalized, right? Okay. And not that I... I'm dumb enough to think that nothing bad would happen if we did it. There are going to be some downsides to it. But I believe there are downsides to other things that are legal. I believe there are downsides to cigarettes. I believe there are downsides to liquor. There are downsides to things we let adults do. And and marijuana is going to be part of it. But I do have a local story here that will, and I believe stories like this, lead to reefer madness. And say, see, this is why we can't do stuff, right? We're now a Canton man. Tyrone... Vincent Zerby, 30. Now, I don't want to assume anything about this young man, but he's... He looks the way Jesus looks in paintings. Okay. And I wasn't expecting his name to be Tyrone. Neither was I, dude. I don't know what that says about me. I don't know what it says about society. I don't know. It's like a white dude named Reggie. Like, what? (laughs) What are we talking about here, man? But... I mean, he looks like a 1970s like basketball. Dude, he looks like he could be a Flint Tropic. Okay, I like it. Long, straggly hair, beard, unkempt, that whole thing. Tyrone Vincent was smoking some marijuana, cooking some food. Those two things go together pretty well. He fell asleep while his meal then caught fire. All the while, his children, or children it says, they did not say they're his kids right here, were left unattended in the house. He has now been charged with four counts of endangering children, possession of drug paraphernalia, and possession of a controlled substance. Welcome to the marijuana. He was taken into custody after Canton firefighters responded to a smoke alarm call for his house. Police said the children were left unsupervised while the food smoldered above the stove. One of the kids was found asleep on a couch next to a water bong and a safe that contained several bags of marijuana. So we locked the weed up at the bongs on the table? Like, what an idiot. You don't want your kid getting into the weed. (laughs) That's your weed, you know? Kid, you cut me off a piece. Uh, uh, All right. I can't believe this guy had a safe in his house, I guess, (laughs) is the thing. Now, here's what I don't like about this. This is handling something irresponsibly. Mm -hmm. A couple of things here. This is handling your marijuana use irresponsibly. This is handling your children irresponsibly. But what I don't like about stories like this is we will blame the substance, not the person. What will happen now, and News Channel 5 is where I got this story, but I'm sure the rep has it, and I'm sure mm-hmm. other people have it. So this will hit Facebook, and people will post it, and I'll start to hear this a lot. See, this is why we can't legalize marijuana. And I notice alcohol doesn't get demonized when people do stupid things on it. No. You ever notice that? We still want the person held accountable. 
Well, at the very least, we want the bartender held accountable, the bar owner held accountable, but Budweiser... Not the liquid itself. Yeah, Budweiser never has to carry that burden. It doesn't. It's really strange how, like, even, like, when, when you start kicking it up, when you make it marijuana, cocaine, drugs, whatever, it's it's the drug's fault, not the human being's fault. It's this drug is evil. Yeah, not since the 1920s have we held alcohol responsible in that sense. Isn't like, that really strange? Like some people want to hold gun manufacturers responsible in that sense. It's been since prohibition where we've been like, okay, it's this is this is your fault, alcohol producer. This is what this is what kills me. And this is my only reason to really bring this up. It's like, yeah, we all know there's idiots who live in Canton. There's idiots that live everywhere, yeah. right? There's there's morons everywhere. But what will happen now is, is like anti-marijuana people will sell this as a reason not to legalize marijuana. It's like, well, no, 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 dude, you can't deny good people something because of what a couple of morons are going to do with it. Yeah, and it, and I would tell you that this idiot's already doing this. So how is legalizing it for everybody else and the tax money going to be, going to create more of this? It's not. At the end of the day, you're, you're right. This guy made multiple bad decisions here. Yeah, um, I, what I really can't wrap my head around here is like is his I, name's Tyrone. Well, that's, that's still a little bit of a hang up. I won't lie. But so the alarm's going off, and you're asleep on the couch. The smoke alarm. The smoke alarm. I'm sorry. Even if I'm asleep in my bed, like deep slumber, I'm waking up if the smoke alarm's going oh, off. I wonder. If there's not another drug at play here, right? Because, because like, to be honest, people who in, it, it, some people who indulge in some risky behavior indulge in multiple risky behaviors. Not a stretch. Not that's, a stretch to fair. think that maybe there was another substance involved here. Yeah, I would just think that. Okay, you're stoned, but you're on the couch, dude. Like the, the, and, and the fire's right there. It's not. Uh, to me, there's something else. There's got to be. I, I, I think you might be right about that. We do have some audio here from uh, the president, and it's actually pretty funny. We're going to play you that. That will be next on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show. Kenton's Rock Station. Rock 106.9. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show. We're on Rock 106.9. 9.30. We'll pass out those incarceration tickets. That show July 13th through the 15th. We'll get you in here momentarily. We've been staying away from the immigration issue, the border issue with the ripping the kids away from families and this and that. And it's, and it's partially because I don't trust anybody. The misinformation machine's crazy. It's like, you know, this photographer put this kid in a cage, took a picture of it, and then people were like, oh my God, they're putting kids in these small cages. And then the guy comes out and says, no, 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 that's not what happened. I just took this picture for dramatic effect. And then nobody wanted to, like, walk it back. Nobody then put it out saying, hey, sorry, we got this wrong. There's a lot of that. And then, you know, people are like, this is a, you know, policy that's been put in place forever. And it's like, well, yeah, but, you, you know, maybe. And then it turns out not so true there. And it's like, well, you can ignore policies that have been put in place too there's a lot going on right so it's just been a mess all right it's been a mess and ultimately i think this is one of those things in life where people there is a difference between hearing something is happening being appalled about it versus legitimately caring about it those are different things it's a different thing to be like oh my god that's not right and actually caring about it and I think that that's what this country does. We have conflated being appalled with caring. They're not the same thing. They're very, very different. Caring, then, is 
well, then I'm going to push forward or I'm going to constantly you know, work towards this. I have to do something about this. That's caring. Hearing and going and tweeting, oh, my God, don't do that, isn't caring. That's you just being appalled. They're different. What are people supposed to do if they are if they feel like they care about something? Then? I don't know, but research it and do some work towards it versus just tell me how everything's awful and telling me how you know the other side is the one that screwed it all up. Do something. Don't just ring bells. I hate people who just ring bells. It's so annoying. And that's and honestly, the only where the only place this stuff gets fought is on social media. Nobody's fighting this in in real life. You're you're fighting this on, on your Twitter timeline. That's it. This is not being fought anywhere. I've been in a thousand public places since this has been going on. Not a single conversation about this. It's a social media problem, and everybody just wants to one up or be better or have you know the answer on social media. And of course, none of us have the answer to it to an issue this complex. Nobody does. But what I will say is now, I guess the president yesterday signed an order saying, hey, we're going to stop doing this. Now, I don't know how you spin that as anything but a loss for him. Three days ago, he was digging his heels in, talking about, no, 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 we got to do this. We got to do this. We got to do this. Now the social pressure comes and he goes, all right, well, I'll meet you and I'm going to do this. That's a loss. I think more than anything to me is I can't do anything is what he was saying. I can't. It's Congress is the only one who can do something about this. And then three days later, it's like, wait, 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 wait. Right. Here we go. You just did. Right. Here we go. That's why he's just saying stuff off the top of your head is the president probably not the best system. Right. I would agree. It's probably not the best system. But now, look, I have been saying this, and I think it's true. I think the president has done enough to make people head scratch, for sure. Okay? But the left has turned him into Kaiser Soze. Like, they've just made him the most evil thing in the world, where it's like, well, dude, no, he's not Hitler. Like, he's not. And and all you're doing is tell, is showing me your lack of historical perspective, telling me that he's Hitler. That's a lack of historical perspective, is what that is, is going to the Hitler button. I hate when people do that. It's like, dude, you were watering down Hitler. Like, you can't water down Hitler. Like, we, we always need to have those benchmarks of, like, pure evil, right? We got to have that. And so, like, I've just been staying away from it. But I, I don't know how. I, now, I know what he's doing. He's doing this so the Republicans don't have to fight against this in the midterm election. So they don't have to. So nobody has to stand up there and, and defend this when, when people on both aisles are going, ah, maybe we shouldn't do this. Right? And that's what it is. And I guess what I would want is, dude, see the field down, see down the field. You should have known a week ago that you were going to end up having to take this back and not have people out there defending this to make sure you can do well in the midterms. You should have known that. That's my problem with them. There's a million reasons to have a problem with them. That's my problem with them. See the whole field. I guess some people are going to say, well, like what makes him so great is that just he decides in the moment. He, you know what I mean? Like that's what. Okay, well, we'll just have a difference of opinion on that. You know what I mean? I can see that point. I just disagree with it. And so I just, that's my whole thing. I don't know how anybody can spin this as anything but a loss for him. He had his heels dug in three days ago, and now all of a sudden it's a completely different thing. That's a loss. Now, people will say this was a victory for him. How do you spin? How are they? Well, how are they spinning it as a victory? Because you can't. It's going to be like, well, he finally did what you want and you still don't and you still don't appreciate it. You still have a problem with him. I'm still I'm doubling down on my man. Well, I, the other side of that argument is, yeah, he did it, but he had to be dragged to the place of doing it, even though people in his own party were saying you should do it. Dude, Bill O'Reilly was like, ah, we shouldn't do this. When Bill O'Reilly gives up the gag, I mean, dude. Now, I know what people are going to say to me. It's like, well, you know, Bill's had his own problems. I know. Everybody's had their own problems. I've had my own. Fantone's had his own. And God knows you and your car right now have definitely had your own. Right? We all have. So I guess he was speaking to a pretty large crowd, Minnesota, and he draws a crowd. I will give him that. People love him. 
Like the, the, the people who love, and again, I'm not a Trump hater. It's just I do. I'm going to have issues. I had issues with Obama, a guy I voted for. I have issues with Hillary Clinton, a woman I voted for. I have tons of issues with her. She's an abysmal person. She's terrible. I kept saying it. I said it a thousand times. She didn't come around to gay marriage till 2014 when the country changed. She's as evil as they get. She's a terrible human being. So the, on the whole human being thing, I don't think we really... I, I don't think it's much of a dodging of the bullet had the other person won on the on like quality of human goes. But he was speaking in Minnesota, and obviously people don't like the president, and they have a ton to say about the president. And there was a protester, and then, well, this piece of audio happened. Get him out of here. Get him out of here. Go home to your mom, darling. <laughs> Go home. It's funny, but it's not. Like, it's one of those things. It should not be funny, but it is. I don't know why that's funny, but it is. Go home to your mom, darling. <laughs> Go home. Get him out of here. Get him out. 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 That's, dude, that's, I love, dude, I will say this. Dude, Trump is awesome at that. Like, he is so good at verbal punctuation. Like, nothing else verbal, but, like, the verbal punctuation, that one word, that one punch, that thing, he's just great at it. Go home. Get him out of here. Out. Out. (laughs) I love it. Everybody starts booing. They're booing the protester, right? Yes, 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 yes. And they'll start chanting USA. Now, see, this is where you, this is where I get confused. What about that is American? Now, is is their point like we're only going to hear our side of things now, and that's USA? Like, I don't understand chanting USA in that moment. Yeah, I don't get that. Yeah, but Hulk Hogan's fighting the Iron Sheik. I understand USA. why it's like USA, baby, USA all day. Rocky Drago. Right, I get it. Get it. But I'm I, not necessarily I, here. I get it. Yeah. Was that a man or a woman? Because he needs a haircut more than I do. I love it. Couldn't tell. Couldn't tell. Couldn't tell, he says. I couldn't tell. Needs a haircut. <laughs> Again, there's the verbal punctuation. Needs a haircut. He goes. He knows how to circle back and give you the one piece. He does. He knows how to do it. I couldn't tell. <laughs> Needs a haircut. <laughs> I love it. Now, it's funny, but should it be? Now, obviously, the president should have a little bit of a sense of humor because charm and disarm is going to be a huge part of that job. Right? It's like getting laid. Charm and disarm will only help you getting laid. Right? And winning over people while speaking, charm and disarm will help you with that. So a little bit of a like a sense of humor will be good. The problem is, is that people will always point this out, that he doesn't wield his sense of humor the way a president should. But, and I would, I said this to the Fantone this morning when, when we watched this video clip for the first time. I said, if you... Put this in a time machine and take it back to me and show me this. At, at, like, I'm in high school. And we're in history class. And my history teacher, like, you're, you know, you're in your, like, government class, right? right? And my teacher then pops in the VCR tape, because that's how old I am, and presses play and says, in your 40s, this is the way the president 
will conduct business. I would have looked at you no and way. said, there's no way that happened. He's raw dog and porn stars calling dudes with long hairs chicks. No way. No effing way. Calling veterans not heroes. Like, dude, I would have said, there's no, no way. way. No way. There's no way that happens. And I think, honestly, given the way the left runs with crazy agenda, and we do, and we're annoying as hell about it. We totally are. We're whiny crybaby sissies about everything. And that's why I've been getting sick and tired of my own party and why I want to leave it as fast as I possibly can because we're becoming a joke. Why haven't you? Well, I pretty much have. I mean, I'm not really a Democrat. I am I am somebody who leans left because I believe picking people up off the ground is nice. I, I but I you know what I mean? I lean that way, but I'm not really a Democrat. And again, I've been saying this for a month now and nobody wants to hear it that liberal and democrat used to mean separate things. But in order to be a democrat now, they have they're forcing you to be a liberal. And I don't necessarily want to go all the way down that path with, you know, with everything they believe. I don't want to have to do it. But again, like I'm going to like I believe the left's going to run with the agenda of was that a man or a woman? And now you're going to have a problem. He's going they're going to stick this anti-LGBTQ thing on him out over this statement and this will be the tweet all day. They're going to stick it to him. And he I don't know why he just I think it's because he always gets himself out of it, I would imagine. Yeah, Teflon, dude. What do I care? What, what is That's the whole thing. Is This is nothing, dude. This is literally a... a I, I don't see this being an issue at all. Like, I see this being very brush aside, like, eh, whatever. I don't know, man. You bring the trans into it, dude, and people then all of a sudden... Trans is one of those things where it just gets all people with, um, what, no matter what side. Like, I have to be so strong. I have to show you how... Dude, equality is my biggest thing. And I always say this about social media, dude. It's a race to find out who the most inclusive nicest white person is which is an award i don't even want but for some reason like that's that whole thing and i think dude once you start bringing in was that a man was that a woman oh my god now you're assuming genders and this and that i think it's gonna be a problem doesn't it just feel very turn the page to like i'm like uh, long hair all of a sudden it's like dude can't tell if you're a man or a woman because it's dude this guy is definitely a guy like looking at this video I, I, I just well that's playing to the audience yeah it's very turn the page to me is that a woman or a man that's uh, I, yeah. I guess yeah yeah very is well, dude, if you put that if you put that hair underneath your hat, you can go up to the the house and apply for a job. Okay, signs, signs, signs everywhere. There's a sign. Signs everywhere. Which, meanwhile, long hair people, if you put your hair underneath a hat, the dudes can still tell you have long hair, and you're probably not getting the job. Who's going to a job interview with a hat, dude? Don't wear a hat to a job interview. It's fair enough. I it's it's I'm so guilty here because that should not be funny. That should not be entertainment, and yet I am wildly entertained by it. And yet I just, all I want to do, dude, I could watch that video a thousand times today and laugh. Out! Like, dude, just that part. Out! I could, dude, I want that as my ringtone. I love that. And yet I'm not sure that's the way that should be. But there you go. There's uh, there's Donald Trump kicking a, uh, a protester out. I will say this. If media members still, if they continue to, like, interrupt things that he's doing, if protesters, I think all you're doing is helping him long term, though. I think, I, dude, it just digs people back in to see this is why we voted for him. This is why we like him. I think all that stuff only at the end of the day helps his cause in the end. And I don't know why stuff doesn't stick to him. It's remarkable. And that's why I'm interested in it. I'm not looking to, I'm not looking to demonize the president right now. I'm more of, from coming from an examination measure of how is it possible that this, like, somebody that, that both sides of the aisle weren't like, all right, well, that guy seems like he's nice. You'd think he'd get away with more stuff. I can't believe the most polarizing dude in America is the one that just stuff like just slides off of him. Dance with the girl that brought you to the party, right? I mean, it's that's where you got to me.
It's amazing to me. Those incarceration tickets up for grabs next on Rock 106.9. Good morning. The Stansberry Show. Or the God of your choosing. Best morning ever. Kent's Rock Station. Rock 106.9. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to The Stansberry Show. We're on Rock 106.9. We're on WRQK.com. And we'll pass out those incarceration tickets here momentarily. 1-800-243-7625. The number you'll need on those. I have another story here out of Canton, Ohio, that is going to bring some negative attention to the product marijuana. Listen to this. Michelle Hostetler, 30, had been driving around in Plain Township around 11 o'clock Monday evening, did not have her lights on. That's obviously going to raise some suspicion. Yeah. Gets pulled over. She uh, then refuses to allow troopers to search her vehicle, and she refused to place her hands behind her back, according to jail records. Uh. This is an interesting line here. The suspect had to be escorted to the ground to be successfully placed in handcuffs. <laughs> got to say it in a proper way. There's a little escorted her to the ground. Okay. Yeah. Otherwise, drag this bitch down on the ground. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I, mean, they, I, I, I guess they're not typing that. I get it. Uh, CantonRep.com, probably not going to state it that way. She had been arrested on misdemeanor charges of resisting arrest, no vehicle lights, and two counts of obstructing official business. And um, a resulting search of her vehicle... Uh, then, you know, it goes down after, you know, you can tell them not to, but if they arrest you, then they start doing what they want there. So then they take her to jail and they scan her, right? And a lump had been observed between her legs. Okay. All right. We got like a tumor or something. Here? We got it, it revealed a visible bag inside Uh-oh. her abdominal cavity. Uh-oh. She was then taken to Altman Hospital, which again, one more time, a couple of weeks ago, treated me uh, nothing but great when I was up there. I was sick as hell, and they got me turned around really quick. Thanks again for that. But this woman was taken to Altman Hospital, where she refused to allow doctors to conduct a cavity search. And then on to jail she goes. But once inside the jail, officers then found an undisclosed um, amount of marijuana in her clothing. So they found they saw the bag in her search in her in her body, but then it doesn't tell me whether or not they actually because the headline says they did an anal cavity search, but then you read the story and they, it says that they wouldn't allow her to do it at the, they wouldn't let doctors do it at the hospital. And I don't know if they could forcefully do it once you're in jail. I don't know. Uh, I don't know about that. But she was jailed on charges of illegal conveyance of a drugs or weapons into a detention facility, yeah. felony evidence, tampering, and possession of a controlled substance. Yeah. I was going to say, you're getting into more trouble here because you have weed up your butt. No and you're question. taking it into jail. No question about that. I wonder if that's kind of what the thought was. Is like, listen, Doc, we see it in there. You see it in there. Fine. If she's not going to let you pull it out of her, fine. We'll go back to jail. She's going to crap it out eventually. There's no way you don't, right? Yeah, I mean, it, at some point. Yeah, it doesn't just stay up there. So, I mean, I don't know. I don't have I don't have much experience hiding drugs in my butt, but like, it's got to come out. Like, it's not, you know. All right, I'll ask the question. You're all thinking, what's not much experience? <laughs> <laughs> what's uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? Streamline that down. Tell us where that is. Here's my question. Yeah. I mean, what do you? How much marijuana could it have been? What are you so afraid of? There's no way you're getting an ounce up your butt. There's not, right? An ounce? I, I wouldn't think. I mean, uh, I wouldn't think an ounce of weed. No, you're gonna have to if you were able to get an ounce of weed up your butt. You are going to have to almost shrink wrap it. Like you're gonna have to like really, really like put it in a trash compactor almost to even make it close. So we're talking about under a half. I would say maybe a quarter. I mean, what do you think the average person who smuggles like cocaine? Like in balloons in their rectum. What do you think that is? Eight balls? Uh, 
Ah, well, at least with cocaine. It's powder. It's going yeah. to be pliable. It'll move around where mm-hmm. the weed's going to have stems in it and things like that. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, depending on where you get it. But, like, it's, it's, it, 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 it'll be a crunchy matter. Yeah, you're not. You, you, powder is going to be a lot easier and easier to get weight up there as opposed to, I mean, dude, I, I just can't imagine shoving weed up my butt. <laughs> No, no, I, I, I don't. I mean, I was thinking they're thinking like, well, it's Thursday. I got nothing to do today. I mean, I guess maybe we could try no. it. But I was like, no. why are you even entertaining that idea? You know what I mean? Like, you don't, that's not, you don't want to, you don't want to do that. Here's what I'll tell you. This woman's story is available for you at facebook.com slash Stansberry show. Here's what I find alarming about it. She's 30. And if you see the photo of this woman, you would never have guessed that. Really? No, she looks older than that to me. Hard knock life right there. It's a hard knock life. You know? Yes, I believe. I believe maybe it is. Shoving weed up your butt. I, again, she was driving around 11 o'clock Monday night without headlights on, much like the guy earlier. I think that's another substance. So my thing here is that I don't you think it's just weed. You didn't know you were getting pulled over. When you when you initially got into the car, you did not know. And I can't assume that you just grabbed the weed out of the center council and shoved it up the butt while the cop was coming up on you. So, like, is this what this woman's transport always is? Is up the butt? Like, I go to my drug dealer, I buy the weed, and immediately I put it in my butt, and then I drive home? Because that's the only thing, right? I mean, the trunk of the car will work just fine. <laughs> Why are you putting it in the trunk of the body? What the hell's the matter with you? Those incarceration tickets are up for grabs. That show July 13th through the 15th, Mansfield Reformatory. Let's send caller 20 right now, 1-800-243-7625 on those. And be right back to close out the Stansberry Show for the day next on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show. I have got to get in on this. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show. We're on Rock 106.9 online for you at WRQP.com. Anxiously awaiting the NBA draft this evening. I'll tell you what's interesting about this is that I've noticed this with the sports. And I don't know how football did it, but football's draft, the NFL draft, feels like it's must-see TV. Four days, the whole thing. People have parties. There's this whole thing. And I think if LeBron wasn't moving around... Or had the opportunity, not that we're, not that it's guaranteed, but if there wasn't like a, a chance LeBron was going to be moving around, I'm outside of like deep like NBA blog and like those kind of circles, I'm not sure anybody really cares about the NBA draft and the Major League Baseball drafts even worse. It's like nobody cares. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely you know a layer of drama to it, but it's you're right, it's nothing like football's is, and I'm sure at least part of that is just like the marketing of it, the the popularity of the brand there. Because let's be real, I mean, if there's a sport where one guy is going to make an impact on your franchise, more than likely it's going to be basketball. basketball. But football, I mean, you're right, dude. By the time we get to the second, third round, people are still paying attention to that, and it's like, what, what, why? Well, what? <laughs> I think fantasy football probably has a lot to do with that. Okay. But I think the draft's always been bigger. And I will say that the NFL got out ahead of the other sports early and really put an effort out there to be a year-round talking subject, where I feel like the NBA's only been trying to move that way over the last handful of years. And I think um, the mobility area era that LeBron has kind of ushered in is helping that. And I think that's why the NBA actually likes its players moving around. And it likes it that, 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 that there's at least, not that they like it, but that they recognize that there's an upside in the fact that people are talking about your sport when people are no longer playing it. Um, you know, when it's no longer on TV, people are still talking about it. I, I bet that they view that as an upside. One of the stories surrounding this is, is that the rumor is 
that if LeBron James ends up being a Los Angeles Laker, that the Lakers would have to give up, or it means essentially that they would move Lonzo Ball out. And so there are people who are want to tell me that, see, there's a reason why this isn't going to happen. The Lakers aren't going to want to give up on Lonzo. And I was like, dude, are you nuts? What? Guys, are you nuts? Okay. I mean, first of all, Lonzo Ball, I won't go so far as to call him a bust. I won't say that because I think it's unfair. But he had an underwhelming year for a kid who was touted the way he was. You got to remember, his dad was out there on, on, on social media and national talk shows saying, my son's better than Jordan. That just goes to show you how unfairly Lonzo Ball was treated in this entire thing because, like, that's his dad. And, like, goddamn, dude. I mean, setting you up for failure. So many times in life, I'm like, Dad, what should I do here? Dad, tell me what my advice is. If my dad was the one who was tripping me up in life, if my dad was the one who was getting me traded from teams, God, dude, like, what do you do? Like, how, like, how do you handle that? So, like, the dude's not a bust. Communicate. The dude's not a bust. I mean, you played your rookie year. You have plenty of career left in front of you. So it's not, but, like, Remember Lonzo Ball said something about, or not Lonzo, uh, he, uh, his dad said something about LeBron's kids, and that's when it turned ugly there, and that's when LeBron was like, keep, your, keep my kid's name out of your mouth. And with like, the, which is an okay thing. Right. Like I, I, I'm with LeBron on that. Like, dude, you got to be careful with the kids, the wives and kids. You can't, you can't really go there. My kid's 14 years old, bro. Like, what are, what are you talking about my child for? Right. So, I, I saw LeVar Ball. He was on Undisputed about, I don't know, a couple of weeks, maybe a week ago or so or whatever, and he was saying that... He wants all of his kids in the NBA, and he wants them all to play for the same team. And if the Lakers aren't down for that, then he's he's going to move Lonzo. His kids aren't good enough. All three of his kids aren't good enough playing in the NBA. That middle kid's definitely not good enough. I don't know if that kid's good enough playing the G League. Honestly, he, he declared. Yeah, good he's, luck, a, he's entering the draft. A lot of people have your take, though. I mean, a lot of NBA people say, look, he just doesn't have it. Leangelo, I think he's yeah. the one of those. No, he's not good enough. Jello or whatever. Yeah. The, the, the youngest one they say is actually pretty good. Uh, I don't know. I can't remember what his name no, is. No, I don't think Lonzo's a bust either. He does need to develop his shot, and he does need to work on that. But, dude, plenty of guys came into the league and needed to work on their jumper before they were ready, you know what I mean, to, to, you know, to totally take over. But if, if if your thing is is that you don't think Magic Johnson would throw Lonzo Ball to the side to get LeBron James, I think you misunderstand basketball and dollars, right? I mean, dude, there's not a single player yeah, in what, L.A. What are talking about? There's not a single player in L.A. Um, that you wouldn't move from there. Now, with the draft being tonight, do we get any movement with this at all today, or no? You think it's probably more tomorrow? Well, not necessarily through LeBron. Um, I think you'll at least be able to see kind of what the Cavaliers have up their sleeve and kind of what their plans are. Um, worth noting, the Cavs cannot trade this draft pick. They would have to pick the draft pick and then trade that player. So it's not it's not like whoever they pick, like, all right, that's who they're sticking with. And I said it earlier in the show, what a what a place to be as an NBA you know draft pick where you know your entire life you've been working towards this one goal of making it into the association and all of a sudden you're like all right you know hey dude am I going to the Cavs but am I staying with the Cavs is LeBron going to be on the Cavs am I going to be the star piece or am I going to get traded who knows I don't think they care you got that's a very I think that would just be a very hard place to be as a, as a, as a 19 year old I don't think they care I think I I, I think you're seeing it. In another area, it, there's this kid from Texas. Is his last name Mamba, maybe? Um, oh, yeah, that big center, yeah. Yeah, that big center. He's a big dude. And he's supposed to be a stud. Like, supposed to be a huge stud. And he refused to work out for the Memphis Grizzlies. He's like, nah, dude, I'm not working out for you. I don't want to play there. And basically came out and said, I don't want to play there. Now, he's not the first player to do that. We saw Eli Manning do it in football. We saw John Elway do it in football. I believe there's a couple of basketball players that have done it. But this is, but again, I can point to him, right? I can give you the handful. 
this is going to start to be the thing, and I said this earlier today, the rise of the individual mentality in sports is going to take down sports. Um, now, when I say take down, I don't mean to say there will be bedlam and then we won't have sports, but I think it's going to ruin stuff for a little while. And there is something about these younger kids losing sight of what it is the way you set up your argument, where you've been working your whole life to get to the association. I don't think they care about it like that anymore. They should, and that is what you're doing, but these kids now, dude, you got to remember, man, it's not the way it was when we were kids. The, do you get your ass kissed from the time you're young, AAU, then you go play a little high school, and people, you're being recruited from the time you're eight years old, eight years old, where everybody tells you how special you are. So yeah, when the NBA draft comes, you're like, you know what, dude? No, I'm not playing in Memphis. I'm not doing it. And I think you're going to start to see more and more players do this as the years go on. And I'm going to go back to my original point. They don't want to be in Memphis. They don't want to be in Oklahoma. Dude, we need less teams. I've been saying it for six, for six months to a year, if not anything, in all sports. You want the ratings to go up. You want competition to get better. You want parity to be better. You want better product on television. Less Teams is the answer. Again, I always go back to it. I hear it every NBA broadcast. Guy can't shoot. Guy can't shoot. Well, then apparently there's too many jobs in the NBA if we're paying professionals $20 million a year and they can't do a huge, significant portion of the game. It's ridiculous. It's crazy. These leagues need to be 15 teams. Well, they can't be 15. These leagues need to be 14 teams deep. And I know nobody wants to hear that because that means your favorite team is going to be wiped off the map. But that's what needs to happen. It's just too many teams. It's too convoluted. too watered down. And now you you got guys openly saying, yeah, I don't want to go play there. That's a problem. That's a black eye for leagues. We'll be back at this live tomorrow morning, 6 a.m. on Rock 106.9. You guys have a great afternoon. See ya. The Stansberry Show. That guy knows how to party. Rock 106.9. Yo, guys, Fantone from the Stansberry Show here to tell you about the Rollholt Vision Institute. It still happens to me all the time, dude. I wake up in the morning, I reach for my glasses, and all of a sudden I remember, dude, you do not need those. I got 20-20 vision thanks to the LASIK surgery I had done at Rollholt. And I'm telling you, your summertime is going to be so much easier.